everybody. My name is Jeremy Augusta and welcome back to another episode of In It Together. I am solo once again and I kind of have a special episode um, this week instead of talking about how Trump doesn't really do anything in office as revealed by his um, by his schedule that was leaked, um, how he broke the law by not reporting to Congress about the murdered murder journalist in Turkey or about his uh, racist Native American comments. I'm just going to talk about the Justice Democrats, because I think right now the Justice Democrats are doing something really cool and really special as they're kind of shaking up this two-party system and they're kind of making it. So they're actually doing something that uh, the Tea Party kind of did to the Republican Party, where they're pulling it one way uh, in a way that nothing else has really been able to do, especially to the Democratic Party. Um, so if you don't know what the Justice Democrats are, this is the perfect guide for figuring out what the hell this new party or this new movement is essentially inside the democratic party so the justice democrats are essentially a pack uh that raises money mostly from small donors and they can use this money uh to hire people to work uh to promote their policies which i'll get to later and they can also give that money to justice democrat candidates i'm going to go a little bit more into depth into who those are because most people have heard of them uh, they've kind of aligned their su- themselves with uh, the Bernie Sanders supporters and such. So their main source of revenue are Americans who are progressive and are excited about politics. And that sort of what used to be a minority is quickly growing, as we've seen by just how much money they've raised and their impact uh, and what their impact has been on the Democratic Party and on the Democratic primaries especially. So throughout uh, 2018, we saw a lot of safe Democrat seats that were being challenged by progressive Democrats that were supported by the Justice Democrats and that were helped uh, through fundraising by the Justice Democrats. So the Justice Democrats were created um, around 2016 by Czech uh, Ugir. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but he was uh, the... uh, owner of The Young Turks, which is kind of a YouTube leftist uh, news show that most people have seen or have seen clipped. I think Fox News has, I think I've seen two or three examples of Fox News trying to rip on them. Uh, they were also founded by Kyle Kudlinski, uh, who's, uh, who's on Secular Talk, which was also part of The Young Turks network. Uh, both of those people have left. I know Czech left because some of his older comments resurfaced about when he was a Republican. Uh, he kind of stepped away after that. Um, one of the creators who's still there is Zach Exley, who was a Bernie Sanders advisor. Uh, and Bernie Sanders' campaign was tremendously successful, although they did not uh, win the primary. They Their fundraising was insane, and it still is. To, as of right now, if Bernie Sanders was to run in 2020, he would have the largest fundraising base by a mile. Uh, the party is currently, or not, I say party, it's not, technically a party it's it's a pack but it's currently led by alexandra rojas she worked for aoc and uh, bernie sanders so two very successful campaigns in 2018 which was kind of their first um opportunity to show what their impact was 26 out of their 79 candidates that they endorsed won their primaries so out of the 79 seats that they kind of threw their hat into 26 won. And that's not a terrible percentage when you consider uh, the difference in fundraising and the established names that they were running against. 
um, of those 26 that beat their Democrat, uh, their mainstream Democrat opponents, seven won their general elections. That includes AOC and Rashida Tlaib, who is the representative from Michigan's uh, 13th district. If you don't know who that is specifically, she was in the news because I think her son dabbed uh, when she was in, inducted into Congress. And she was in the news for something else. She was, um, I think she called Donald Trump an asshole or something like that. And she got a little bit of blowback for some reason. Um, other big names that the Justice Democrats have endorsed and helped are Abdul El Saeed, who came in second place for Michigan's Democratic primary for governor, and Cynthia Nixon, who is the ex-Sex in the City star who challenged uh, Kumio, New York's mayor. Uh, Keith Ellison has also been affiliated with the party, or with the PAC, excuse me. He's not been in the news a ton lately. Um, he was the U.S. representative from Minnesota. Uh, right now he works as the attorney general for Minnesota, and he was the deputy chair of the DNC, which means that he was... So when he was picked to be the uh, deputy chair of the DNC, it was kind of... Um, what do you call it? It was kind of the DNC trying to appeal to this new wave of Democrats and kind of fend off, I think, the power of the Justice Democrats. Because if you give him this chair, or if you give him this vice chair, rather, you kind of have an excuse to say, okay, we're listening to this left side. You don't, you can calm down. But they didn't do that. And right now he's no longer the chair. Um, a lot of the people that we saw in those new pictures of Congress kind of showing off diversity and showing off the new Democratic Party were endorsed by or kind of support the Justice Democrats. Um, right now, their biggest impact and what I think the biggest impact that the Justice Democrats are going to have, especially on this current Congress, is this Green New Deal that their candidates have been pushing and have really popularized. So a lot of Americans support this Green New Deal. It has a lot of policies that people on both sides of the aisle support. I know environmental protection is something that you just kind of have to be for in moderate politics and especially Democrat politics, uh, things like that, like uh, popular things that for some reason, um, I saw a Fox News clip where they were angry that people wanted fairness, That's they were angry that schools were teaching kids fairness, and that's kind of the principle that I think these justice Democrats are building on and are using popular support for to promote their policies and quiet the people calling them socialists. Uh, so the Green New Deal is kind of like Roosevelt's original New Deal with an emphasis on sustainability. So the support of that Green New Deal has become a litmus test for Democrats going forward because it is really popular. So right now we have a lot of people announcing their candidacy and while Bernie Sanders might do it, we know he would support it. Uh, people like Cory Booker, Kristen Gillibrand, Kamala Harris, and Elizabeth Warren all have come out in support of this Green New Deal. I know Kamala Harris was one of the first people to say, okay, AOC's got a point, let's listen to her, when other Democrats started going after her and calling this plan ridiculous. <clears throat> and then Elizabeth Warren has kind of always been this progressive. Uh, Cory Booker and Kristen Gillibrand are the people who are now trying to align themselves to be more left to get popular support for this upcoming election because they know they're, they're going to need to get the Sanders Democrats if they want to win a general and especially if they want to win a primary 
Uh, they know it'll be a lot safer if they can kind of sit in the middle and appeal to both sides. How well they're going to do that, I have no idea, and I'm sure they don't either. And I think one of the larger impacts that the Green New Deal is going to have going forward, um, or no, excuse me, not the Green New Deal, the Green New Deal and the Justice Democrats as a whole, is because this has kind of become an alternative to getting a third party. A lot of people I've talked to, um, just talking to people around CMU's campus who are who are my age and may or may not be excited in politics when you ask them if they're a Democrat. Most of them will not say they are. The few people who are excited to say that they are, in fact, a Democrat are the people in the college Democrats, I've found. And I don't think many people who aren't politically involved like to label themselves as Democrats. Going into the future, the Democrats need to get young people like us on campus excited about their party and voting for them and going out to vote. And that was one of the main reasons in 2018 uh, Democrats had a huge election is because young people were finally excited and they had something to go out against. I think a lot of the voter drive in 2018 was an anti-Trump voter drive. And now the Democratic Party needs to use that and transition into a pro-Democrat party policy uh, drive to vote. And Using things like the Justice Democrats are a really good way to do that because it's something fresh and new and it's something that people can use as a label for themselves that doesn't have a ton of negativity tied towards it. I think one of the only sources of negativity and criticism coming from the right about the gen the Justice Democrats is that they're socialist and uh, etc. Like you can go down that avenue of thought and it gets more and more ridiculous the farther down you go. But I don't think it's sticking. Uh, there was a poll that showed two-thirds of millennials are have a positive attitude towards socialism, which blows the mind of everybody you tell that to who's over the age of 35. But to us, it makes sense. Like $15 minimum wage, living minim minimum wage. Um, I'm looking at the Justice Democrats website right now. Their three things are Medicare for All, Green New Deal, and uh, racial justice. And those are three things that are really, really popular amongst young people. And as we see this party mature, because right now it's two years old, and electing seven of your endorsed candidates in the election after you've been created is tremendous. Um, so we see a lot of people who are excited about Medicare for All, and a lot of people who aren't young who are excited about Medicare for All, right? Like if you, um, if you... Tell people who may be on the right and who may be populist, because that's not those things aren't mutually exclusive. There are a lot of uh, Trump supporters, especially people who voted for Trump in 2016, who would describe themselves as populist or who would fall under the populist description, although they may not call themselves that. And when you tell them, like, when you describe what Medicare for All is and when you describe what it does and how much it costs and that there is actually a way to do it, in the U.S. government, there are a lot of people across the aisle who like Medicare for All and who like the things that Medicare for All brings, like, um, what is it, uh, the thing where your insurance companies can't deny you if you have a pre-existing condition. Pre-existing conditions. Almost everybody is in favor of pre-existing conditions. Only one of the parties is in favor of pre-existing conditions. Uh, then there's the Green New Deal, as I've already talked about, and then racial justice, which kind of make up this three-pronged approach of the Justice Democrats recruiting new people and uh, recruiting voters. Now, one of the 
questions going forward, right, is can they maintain this momentum? And with policies like um, abolish ICE and uh, end the war on drugs and even abolish the death penalty, um, enact a federal jobs guarantee, like these are promises that they're making and people are buying into these promises and what they need to do is implement these. That's the most important part. And in 2018 and in 2020, when they can elect someone who has a favorable view on the, on these policies, they need to do stuff. Like They cannot just sit in Congress. AOC can't sit in Congress and preach for 20 years about how things like this need to happen. She needs to implement them, and I think she's doing that, and I think she's a really good start. Of all the people to be your poster child, they've kind of lucked out with her. Of all the, the people to be your poster child for your new left movement, AOC is the perfect person to do it because her sitting in Congress and grilling people about ethics and her sitting in Congress and, and standing up to establish Democrats like Nancy Pelosi and her being really reserved about it and really well-spoken about it and even respectful about it when she needs to be are really, really good ways for the Justice Democrats to maintain popular support, to get other people to run as Justice Democrats, and to keep people buying into this party. And they're not just buying in with uh, their votes. I think the Justice Democrats have raised over a million dollars, raised over a million dollars in the 2018 election, um, which they then dispersed to candidates and to make their pack more robust. So I think the importance of the Justice Democrats isn't really something that can be overstated because I, it is the natural next step for the Democratic Party because the Democrats have been, as the Republicans have drifted, more and more right since 2008 after Barack Obama was elected. The Democrats have just kind of floundered in the middle and haven't really had any policy that they can stand by and that defines them. So if you look at the Republican Party, right, it's God, guns, and Ronald Reagan. It's, quote-unquote, religious liberty, um, defending gun rights, and uh, economic, um, quote-unquote, freedom. So those are, the th- those are three things, <clears throat> excuse me, those are three things that the Republicans use to define their party. And if you're a Republican, you agree with all of those things, and you probably like uh, labeling yourself as all of those things, and Democrats don't have one unifying thing. If you look at the Democratic Party, there are no three policies, there are no uh, like phrases that every single Democrat can use to define themselves. That just it doesn't exist. Uh, if you look at fifteen dollar minimum wage, there are a lot of moderate Democrats who laugh you out of who would laugh you out of Congress. If you look at um, Gun control, which we've talked about. Most Democrats, I don't think, are down for bans on magazine capacity or or, um, assault rifle bans. Because if you're against those things in moderate districts, you lose. But what we're seeing now with the Justice Democrats is there are policies that Americans universally like or almost universally like and that people in the government are starting to come around to. So... Uh, 
that's wealth taxes on the extremely rich that Elizabeth Warren uh, put out there that people are standing up and saying, you know what, this is a good idea, and that polls are showing Americans really like. Uh, We have um, access to free college or public access to college. These are things that are slowly becoming more popular that could be used as the pillars of progressivism, kind of like God, Guns, and Ronald Reagan are used as the pillars of conservatism. Uh, Now, to finish it off... um, I'm going to kind of skip over the fact uh, that there's been more investigations into Trump. So right now the total investigations um, include the Trump transition team, the Trump campaign, the Trump administration, the Trump organization, the Trump foundation, and the Trump inaugural committee. Um, I'm going to skip over that and we can, I'll talk about that with Brent uh, next week if we want to, maybe we won't. Um, But I do want to finish up by reading a few tweets from Republicans who I don't think know how taxes work and who are very not happy with their tax returns. Um, So at special E3886 tweeted, um, wait till you file your taxes. Middle class just lost lost half their return. Lowest refund I've ever had and I'm 50 years old. No wall and now this tax reform sucks too. Two exclamation points. Starting to doubt Trump. I voted for him and trusted him too. Um, We have at 973 Angie, worst tax return I've had in a decade. I admit I voted for real Donald Trump, but he has officially lost my vote in 2020. Uh, we have at DCJ Chris, I voted for real Donald Trump, but that unfortunately means I have to pay higher taxes. At Shelby Koo, I voted for you the first time, but after you screwed me on my get tax break, I won't vote for you. Again, especially after I started my 2018 return, it's a joke, the text you're keeping from a working person. Good luck in 2020. At TDELUSA7728, um, I voted for you and believe... Oh, they put an Oxford comma in. I can't believe it. I voted for you and believe in the things you are doing, but you screwed us middle class with taxes. I can't itemize or anything. How about a flat tax to get rid of earned income credit? Some don't earn income, but get more back in taxes for having babies. I don't even want to touch that one. That's the worst one in this list. Um, at no Chuck straps 12R, um, I just finished my taxes and we're paying an extra 4K this year since exemptions are gone. With a high DHC plan, this has not been a good year. I voted for you twice now. What's the plan? Um, that was at his local representative um, who he's not happy with who voted for Donald Trump's um, tax plan. Um, At POTUS, thank you for screwing the middle class with your tax reform. I have never in my life, I'm 49 years old, had to pay into the IRS until this year. We have a combined income of 150,000. The middle class voted for you. I will not make the same mistake twice. Um, I don't really know why he's considering himself the middle class. Jill Serbin is definitely on the upper middle class, if anything. Um, Voted for you, family of two hardworking cops, did taxes this year. We would pay more and get a refund at the end of the year to pay debt. First time in 30 years we've had to pay in federal taxes. I'm disgusted. Um, Sandy Newis had to pay $2,000 more in taxes. She's not happy. Um, This guy falls just above the tax bracket, and he doesn't know how tax brackets work. Um, so he's not happy. Um, 
Dennis Jordan, I'm a Republican voter. I just did our taxes. The GOP cost my family thousands this year and our return to charges, thereby hitting us with the largest tax increase of our lives. So um, these people are upset that Donald Trump cutting taxes for the upper, upper class cost them money. I don't understand it. Uh, so yeah, this is like, this is what people get when uh, they voted for Donald Trump. They knew that this was going to happen. Um, maybe they ignored the signs that Donald Trump didn't care at all about the working class, or maybe they just hoped that he wouldn't, or maybe, and I suspect this one is truly the case, they don't really know how tax returns work. Um, I think all of the above are true, but I just think that was a really great way to end our time together, uh, looking through some people who, A, don't know how um, taxes work, and B, are really angry that the person they voted for did what everybody knew he was going to do. Thank you for listening. This has been In It Together. Thank you.